everyone and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Hall 115 Yards Women's Football Podcast. My name is Freya and with me today as always is my good friend Lindsay. How are you doing mate? I'm good thanks. Um bit uh, shell-shocked and recovering from the game but yeah I'm, I'm here. I'm all right. How are you? Oh god don't. Yeah my breathing I think returned to normal maybe 30 minutes ago. Um <laughs> I couldn't cope. I was on an absolute knife edge the whole time. Um, But we will discuss why. Now, um, if you haven't guessed, we are talking about the England versus Nigeria game earlier. And my God, it was completely different to what we expected. Now, I don't know about you, but I not naively thought, but after our performance against China, I went into this thinking, okay, Nigeria have been good. They've been passionate. They've got some skill on the ball. We should be able to not have it as a walk in the park, but we should get a comfortable win. I'll at least look more comfortable. Um, How did you feel going into this one, Lindsay? Well, I think um, if I heard it correctly, they said in the commentary that Nigeria are ranked 40th in the world and we are in the top 10. Um, so you expect after the China game, the confidence and the fact that we clicked last game, that this game we would be doing a lot better. It would be a tough game because Nigeria are um, very, very fit, very physical, very challenging in different ways. They might not have um, the Brazilian flair in the sense of dribbling around everybody, but they can make you work and they can really push you and i thought it would be a tough game but as we've seen with the um the world cup so far never underestimate a team because if you do that's when you lose the game so yeah it was a bit it wasn't a shock but when i i came out and saw that um when i came and saw this score and it was nil nil i was like oh so yeah yeah it was it was heart-wrenching it was one of those like with every single game for the most part it's felt like a final um now if you follow us on social media if you don't please do so uh we are good fun we do post quite a lot um but you will know that we love lena hertig well me i love lena hertig and number one fan here and I was on the edge of my seat for the USA versus Sweden game and it's just felt like every match has been like a final because no one's been able to predict it. It's, you know, Germany are out, USA are out, Brazil are out, like anything can happen in this World Cup. And I think some people are saying, oh, well, you know, all the big hitters are out apart from, you know, Spain, Japan, etc. But so England should have an easier route to the final, but actually it's harder because there are teams here that we haven't faced either ever or for a very long time. We've got a completely different squad than probably who, if we have faced them before. Um, and it's just, it's a completely new world. No one really knows what to do or what the score is going to be. And I think for the majority of that match, it could have gone either way. Um, we were saying just before we press record, you know, so many goals could have been scored in that match. But again, it's down to the keepers and Mary Earps. And I want to say Endorsey, 
Yeah, I think so. I'm not just going to check that. Yeah, Nadorzi. Um, she was phenomenal. She put, pulled off some incredible saves and sort of Mary Herbs. And like we've said in the last couple of episodes, this is turning into a keeper's tournament because, yeah, nil-nil doesn't reflect, <laughs> um, especially Nigeria's shots on goal. I think they said at one point Nigeria had 10 shots on goal. Well, I've got the stats up and at the end of the game, they got um, 20 shots on goal to R12, but then they'd had 44% of the possession and we had 56. So, and of their shots, we had four on target and they had two on target. So it just shows that, you know, the end result wasn't always, or the end product wasn't always the result of what they wanted. Um, but it shows that they were a threat and they were in the game yeah. and they pushed us. And I think, it's food for thought um and like you said with the tournament so far you you just can't predict anything it's 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 brilliant for the betting agencies because i'll be making loads of money but um i don't think <laughs> um it's just anybody's game which is great the great thing about tournament football and it also shows the mm. opportunities in the women's game like with nigeria so many players in that Nigerian team playing international football at some even some of the highest level like Ashala is it Ashala yeah for Barcelona I can't say it properly because I, I just can't can't do it um, but, um my, my voice <laughs> box doesn't do it it's not that I, I can't do it I just struggle um but you know look at what she's achieved this season with Barcelona and you know she's their leading mm. player and yeah, when you've got players like that that you can bring off the bench, you, you think of Nigeria and you think, oh, you know, players that we haven't heard of, we haven't seen, you know, they hit the bar in the in the in the first quarter of the game, and it was a WSL player. So you, you, you can't write these teams off because they've got these international players that are really really good, and you can't snooze on them. And I think that's just great for the game because it shows how far it's come from say eight years ago and even four years ago the level mm. is just phenomenal and i think in this game it's the first game where i can hand on heart say we played well but we were found out and it's the same as the spanish mm. game in the euros we played well but we were found out and we've got to make some changes and adapt going forward if we want to stay in this tournament um but no I, I i just think with all these teams that are so low seeded in inverted commas uh, it's anybody's game and it's just so exciting for the neutral to watch it's such a good advert for the women's game and people are talking about it on social media people are talking about it in the press you had yeah. um mason mount with um block and lioness on his boots and you think you know, we have got um allies in the men's game that are promoting it as much and have done even before it's popular but and haven't just jumped on the bandwagon for the sake of it that have been big allies and have been involved and it's great to see it's phenomenal and again going back to social media i went to the shops earlier and front page of the guardian was lena hudig celebrating her penalty and 
you know, to yeah. see that, because normally, yeah, they might put the lionesses on the front cover or whatever, but the fact that it was women's football, not even England, it was just a monumentous occasion, um, like a talking point in sport, it made the front cover. And that should be the norm, but because it caught me off guard, so I had to take a picture, um, because we're so not used to seeing it. It's either the lionesses or nothing, isn't it? So, so yeah, so uh, thank you, Guardian, for that. that. That made me quite happy, that. But uh, you think about it, the media at the moment is like preoccupied with Harry Kane's transfer to Bayern Munich. So you'd expect that to be front page or you know, some some drama at Manchester yeah. United or um, the takeover at Birmingham City. Um, you, you just expect that to be front page, not li- li- I say little Sweden. They're not little and they're very, very good. But yeah, in terms of football, yeah, compared to the men's. But then they beat. America, which was a big thing in 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 women's football history, so you think, yeah. you know, if, if they had played Jamaica, would they have been on the front page? But I think it's just a little bit of the game and the hype. But it'll be in, hopefully because America are out, people in the news and media will start tuning in, thinking, "Hang on a minute, this is anybody's game. It's going to be a new World Cup winner." A lot of the big teams out. A lot of the big teams that are left in are struggling. They're not all struggling, but they are being challenged and pushed all the way. So, could there be someone obscure like Colombia, like Jamaica, take it, or, or will it be Australia with the home World Cup, or will it be England doing the double with the Euros and the World Cup, or or could it even be the Dutch? It's just it's 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 really grabbing and you, I live for it she says even though I miss like the early games because I'm asleep but <laughs> but I'm living not for the drama not for the I live for it on my terms yeah. um, <laughs> I, I live I, you know I live for the, the games and the matches and watching new new players and new talent and I think with so many I've said this before but so many teams WSL teams letting players go this summer there's a, a big mm. exodus well, there was a big exodus before the World Cup, and hopefully this shop window will allow for a lot of new talent to come in that we've maybe just seen little glimpses of um, excellence, and then when they come to the WSL, it will make the WSL even stronger. So I'm sorry I'm not talking about the World Cup, I'm talking about the WSL, but I think it'll be good, <laughs> and then that will help bridge the gap between the top three or four and the rest of the league, it will make it even tighter. It will... Yeah, definitely, because um, uh, we've talked about it before, but we also write blogs for Villa News and we are kind of very Aston Villa biased. However, in some of the group chats we've got, you know, we're all talking about, oh, actually, have you seen her? Oh, do we need another defender? So even watching all of these matches, even us as fans, we're going, actually, she would be a good signing. Oh, can we can we add her in? Oh, where would she fit? And the fact that we can do that to some of the Nigerian players, to some of the Colombian players, you know, all of these people are now, like you said, getting into that shot window and teams that, you know, they may never have heard of or, you know, we've never heard of those players before now, they're, they're getting their opportunity. It's fantastic. But it's interesting to see because we, I don't know if we talked about this on the last podcast, but within the USA, all of their players, bar Lindsay Horan, play in the USA, whereas she plays for Leon. And 
you can tell in her style of play. She was much more creative. She's got that higher level of intelligent play because she's playing in these top leagues. So I think in order for these teams to grow and change, they need to cast a wider net, don't they? And they need to kind of move around, get new opportunities and just experience different leagues, um, different players, different styles. A lot of the contracts, you can get like a one-year contract. So for some of these players, it might be worth them, say, taking a leap of faith and going from, um, I don't know, a mid-tier um I've seen it with uh, one of the Bristol City players, um, Vicky Bruce, where she's come from America and she's come over to the championship to play for Bristol City. She's had a really good season, but she's learned a lot about her game. So she's used to playing in America and the America setup, and she's learned so much. Obviously, she's not going to get in the America team uh, at this moment in time because there's too many big names, but it's great to see players like that come over and develop their game. And the same as what we've seen with... Georgia Stanway and Kira Walsh going abroad and, and learning their craft. We've seen it with Nikita mm. Paris going to Leon. We've seen it with uh, Lucy Bronze going all over the place because she's just yeah. going everywhere. Doesn't like, <laughs> she just doesn't like, she loves traveling, but she doesn't like settling in one place. So I think she's ready to settle down. Um, but she's, you know, she's, she's going places and she'll go for a year or possibly two. But it's allowing her, the old style one year contracts can be utilised quite well for, for players that, um, that have less opportunities in their background to come over here and play in the championship um, or play in the WSL if, if they're high enough up and, and get those opportunities and that, like you say, that breadth of knowledge and that breadth of play and, and take that home to their countries when they go on international talks. If, if, you, if you see it like with the without banging on about them, not the Irish team, you see those that have gone to play in America, those that play in the WSL, and, and their intelligence, their football intelligence, is far superior to those that play in, I, I'm going to get slighted for this, but, you know, the Scottish Leagues or the Championship, the ones that aren't playing at that top level, you can really see a difference in their play. And it's not that they're not any good because they're mm-hmm. blooming fantastic players, all of them, but... Um, it just just shows like that intelligence that like you were saying that they can bring back and add to their game and add to the international scene and hopefully propel their their team forward and and also um if we think if we talk about like the african nations for example then you know they've got the Af- african nations cup haven't they so um yeah african cup of nations yeah so they've got they've got that that they you know that, that will make that cup competition even more competitive than it already is and really competitive mm. at the moment so it'll be good to see what comes out of there i think like we were saying earlier before we did the recording about how um we we aren't 100 sure so we need to fact check it but um no african nation has got past the last 16. um no african nation has definitely had a penalty shootout outside of the group stages this is, you know, they, Nigeria today were history makers, but um, I forgot the point I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> We've waffled on yeah. that long. However, as we mentioned, Kira Walsh, let's get back yeah. on track. So, Kira, we saw her get stretched off in the last match. Um, she did a Katie McCabe and she rose from the dead like Lazarus um, a couple of days later. 
to then be named in the starting lineup again. Now, we all thought it was the dreaded three letters. Thankfully, it was not. Um, as Serena said, they never thought it was. Everyone else did. Yeah. However, it still looks like quite a serious knock. So my question to you, if you were Serena, would you have put Kira in your starting lineup? I would say yes, but... Interesting. Okay. Explain that. I would have put her off about... 70 80 minutes mm. because I would want to protect her and I would put Katie Zellum in because Katie Zellum proved in that China match that she can hold her own and with what she's doing as captain at Man United I would say look this is your chance you know this is your your World Cup this is your chance to keep the squad in the World Cup if, or mm-hmm. I would LJ from that position where she was being marked out the game, moved LJ, took um, Kira off and put either Tooney or Beth England in so that Lessie wasn't playing so deep all the time and had someone to play on to and we had a target man to play on to. That's what I would have done. Um, so... Yes, I would have played her, but I wouldn't have played her the full match. I would have protected her and took her off and done a tactical change. But at the same time, as the game panned out, would I have made that change? I'm not sure, but I wouldn't have played her after the 90 minutes. I would have had Katie Zellerman at 90. I would have been like, Katie, off you go. This is your game. 30 minutes. Come on, girl. You've got it. And I would have, I think I would have done that. I wouldn't have. The reason why she came limping off at the end was because she played the best part of 120. And um, Yeah. See, I wouldn't have started her for the same reason. I would want to protect her. Now, I think we, the formation that we played in against China really suited us. And yeah. I think without Kira, that formation worked. So I would have started with Katie Zellum because, as we said, she plays in that role for United. She does it very, very well. Yes, she's not a replacement for Kira, but that's fine. She's got her own strengths. And I would have brought Kira on at probably the 60, 70th minute because if the game was still going the way it was, then it's like, okay, we'll bring Kira on. We'll get something a bit different. Now, the formation that played in today was slightly different from last time, but it still had the same setup, but it had Kira in it. And I just, it, it didn't work. And something clicked. It didn't work because they, sorry, they were too physical and they played differently. And with them, it's not a, a game where you can do ticky-tacky football, which is what Kira thrives in, and which is why we'll touch on LJ later. Um, didn't thrive in that game because they didn't have the space or the time and you need someone that's going to be quick release of that ball and that's where Katie Zellum comes comes yeah so I would have so I would have started with Katie Zellum and then going back to your point about Beth England I would have brought her on as maybe in LJ's role as maybe that 10 so she could support Lessie she could push forward but she could also drop deep if she needed to as well because I think I love the fact that Serena is bringing Beth England on 
it shows, you know, that trust in her that she can do the job that, you know, we've been all shouting for for years. Um, but I, I think she needs to come on earlier to make an impact um, within the yeah. game because she can do it. We've seen her do it. Um, so, yeah, so I think maybe, well, definitely for the next game, which we will talk about momentarily. But, yeah, I think that formation was brilliant last match. And again, it's just getting the best out of your players, isn't it? And we said, you know, there was a lot of tired legs on that pitch today, which is understandable. You know, they, they're giving everything every single game or else they're going home. Um, so I think there needs to be something in the formation, a rotation of players, um, because we've got some brilliant players on that bench. And it's just how do we yeah. use them to the best of their abilities? So who do actually i won't ask you now i'll ask you later so we'll put a pin in that for now um now <laughs> we've both kind of picked up on this but we said england were very very lucky today and that's not anything against their skill and quality it's just nigeria pushed them right to the very limits and they had the passion, the drive, the physicality, they had everything and they were hammering England, weren't they? And we yeah. said some key players um, for good reasons, we'll start with. Alex Greenwood and Jess Carter were absolutely phenomenal at the back. Um, Alex Greenwood made a particular tackle and it was timed to perfection. She went in with both feet and just went for it and it was beautiful and she doesn't get enough credit um not that she wants it because she doesn't want the limelight does she but she does such a phenomenal job um i want her to be a player of the match at some point do you she's very underrated and steph being injured at man city actually showed how much of a difference she is and i think she is Leah's replacement though. You know, Serena wanted Esme to be Leah's replacement. Mm. It didn't work. Alex has come off the bench from being a squad player at the Euros. She's proved herself. She's been absolutely fantastic. And I think where Millie has been rusty, she's yeah. gone born and, and sorted it out. And if she hasn't, Jess has. And Jess isn't the perfect player yet, but she is 70 80 percent there and she's you know she's got the pace she's getting them tackles in she's reliable dependable she's not making as many uh, mistakes she's doing really really well um, and it just shows what a difference it makes if you get your head down and knuckle down um yeah. and, and those players are both underrated I, I can't believe they don't get as much credit as they they deserve absolutely i mean just carter's relentless isn't she and we both said and we've been saying for years kind of when we watched her at chelsea you know, she's got so much potential. She just needs to get her head down and just needs to kind of work at it because she is so good. And now we've seen that journey and everyone always talks about the journey, don't they? But we've seen it and it's paid off because she's in the starting lineup at a World Cup. And if that's not, you know, a good role model for anyone, then then I don't know what is, you know, that hard work and determination do pay off. Two more standout players, should we say, that do get the headlines. Chloe Kelly and uh, Rachel Daly as well. Now, Chloe Kelly had phenomenal Euros and she's been coming off the bench as super sub and today she made it instant impact, didn't she? 
yeah definitely and uh, we were saying this before we started recording um how she's a different player that acl injury that she had uh, Lucy Bronze has said in many an interview how she's come back a different beast and uh, Chloe Kelly is absolutely not a beast but so she, she's come back and she's shown she's hungry and I used to think you know what do people see in Chloe Kelly and I, I just didn't see it and then at the Euros she was on my radar because I was watching the England games and I thought how good she was and how intelligent she was and then she's played this season and i i've seen a play i've watched a play through most of the season and she's just grown and grown and grown and i just think this confidence and this belief in herself is making a really good play and she's not even arrogant with it that's the best thing she's so humble with it they interviewed her at the end of the game and we uh, we both saw it and we both said how you know she's been given credit for being like you know scoring in big games and, and being like something special and she turned around and so honestly said um it's not me it's the team the team enable me to have these opportunities and it's the team that wins it's a team that has has it all and i just thought what a lovely interview and it was so genuine that you just like how can you not love her because she's playing so well and she's you know, she could be there and, and be all cocky and like, yeah, 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 I'm the bee's knees and stuff. And I'm sure at camp they have a joke about her being the one, and the special one. But she's she's just so humble with it and it's great. And and with Rach, um, Rach is playing out of position and is giving it 110% week in, week out. And I think... She arguably, I know Mary's kept us in the games, but arguably Rachel has been our player of the tournament and I'll get slated for saying that, but because she's so versatile and she's willing to play anywhere, that that has enabled the team to be as successful as it has. Um, and yes, she hasn't had the best of performances all the way through. She's made mistakes, she's had bad days, she's had good days but she's been solid enough to not be a problem and not worry about. And, and that's great. I'm just gutted that she's not going to get the golden boot. I know she has played phenomenally and she's got so much passion for this team. Like I've mentioned before, like she said, I'll play anywhere. Like, I just want to be on that pitch and get us on there, get us in this England shirt. Uh, when she got the number nine, we were like, yeah, brilliant. She deserves it. But she's so much more than a number nine. Yeah and she shows that every time she steps out onto that pitch and the reaction when she scored that penalty today was just you could just see all of the emotion in all of the players as well and i think you know that's what it means and that's what being a lioness means and for everyone watching it was okay this is the moment this is you know our team let's get behind them and she deserves so much and yeah i'm good she probably won't get the golden boot. I think at the moment, I was reading some stats earlier, I think four goals is um, the lead at the moment. Unless she has a flurry <laughs> the next couple of matches, uh, which we hope she does, of course. Um, but yeah, she, she might not get the golden boot. But we live in hope. We live in hope. However, someone who does have three goals in the tournament 
is Lauren James. So we won't dwell too much on today's proceedings. However, we just wanted to have a little discussion about how we kind of felt watching that as fans. Uh, so do you want to go first? How did you feel as it kind of played out and then looking back? As it played out, I didn't see it. I thought she just got up and walked off. I didn't see it. Um, but watching back on the replay, it was a little bit naughty. I think the media have made a big thing out of it. I think the media have made a big thing out of a lot of things in this tournament um, to cast negativity on the women's game and discredit it. But I, I honestly couldn't tell if she was so invested in the game, she just got up and didn't see the player or thought the player would have moved. But I don't think it was necessarily... There was a kick, which was deliberate, but I'm mm. not sure about the stamp, if we call it a stamp. Was it a stamp? I've seen stamp. Yeah, so the media are calling it a stamp. Yeah. I just said she trod on her or stepped on her. Um, because if she was stamped on, she wouldn't have been there going, oi, ref, and, and like, what's going on and kicking off. She would have screamed in agony. If you get if you get stamped on with studs, like, I appreciate it was on a bottom yeah. and it's probably like the flabbiest part of the body, but you feel it. The player afterwards was like, yeah, my, my bum's okay. Like, it's fine. There's no hard feelings, which I thought was brilliant. But yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you know she's frustrated. And like we said, she wasn't getting time. She had, I think it was the least amount of passes or least amount of touches, sorry. Um, her and Lauren Hemp yeah. had just been marked out of the game. And we could see the frustration. She wasn't getting the ball. She wasn't getting the time. She wasn't getting to play her game, which of course we'd all be, we'd all be angry about it. But it was just that moment of where it slipped and people are talking about kind of emotional fatigue and mental fatigue and as the game's going on and that's why it slipped. But I think for- I wouldn't have thought that. What was that, sorry? I wouldn't have bought that. I wouldn't have bought that it's mental fatigue at that at that stage in the game. I just no. I just think because Hempo and her were pushed out of the game, same as Kira. Yeah. It was a game to have different tactics and it was a game at 70, 80 minutes, get her off, put someone else on, put Beth England on, let Lessie drop deep because Lessie was dropping far too deep all game. Yeah. Let Lessie continue to drop deep, play Beth England because she's used to playing lone striker at Tottenham have her up top and then when Leslie gets tired bring her off put Chloe Kelly on and do that I, I just think it was badly managed by Serena letting LJ play for too long being ineffective I would have just gone this isn't working so we're going to change it and we're going to be proactive and we're going to win it in the 90 minutes and then we wouldn't have been down to 10 men but that's me personally but I'm not the one that's paid by the FA to make decisions <laughs> yeah I'm an artist so I can say what I like but no I'm not saying it's hindsight I just could see that it wasn't the game and I knew before we they started the game it wasn't the game to play LJ in from the start yeah, she so, would have had a much bigger impact coming on kind of super sub. So they didn't get the hangover. And I think for me watching it, um, there was, yes, it might not have been malicious, but that that was a decision she made. There, there was an intent yeah. behind that. And 
people keep saying, you know, she's a young player, she'll learn. I, I disagree. I think that everyone kind of knows where that boundary is between what you should and shouldn't do. And what she did was very naughty. And she probably thought she could get away with it. Because like we've said before, there probably would have been a time where you could get away with it. But when there are so many cameras pointed at you on the world stage. In... Well, she's been playing England for England since the under 15. So she knows yeah. she's got five years of playing at international level. I think she just forgot her, forgot where she was for a moment yeah. and, and didn't realise. And what you can get away with at home in the league with no VAR. Yeah, you definitely cannot get away with it on this stage. And I think, yes, it's definitely going to be a learning curve. Um, I hope she never does it again because there is no room for it in the women's game being like that. Yeah, you might have a little elbow, a little push and a little bit of shove. And, you know, you might stand on someone accidentally of course but you go over and you say sorry and you but there was no like you said when she got up and you thought oh did she even notice because there was no kind of emotion emotion or any um recollection is not the word any um work after which is what usually gives it gives it away yeah because you can normally go, oh, they knew that was wrong, but she had no, um, oh, what's the word I want? Remorse? No, like she, it was as if she didn't have a clue what she'd done, as if like, she wasn't bothered. Yeah. Um, That's why I was in a trance, because she was so invested yeah. in following the rule that she just didn't pay attention to her surroundings. But then if you look at Ashwala and... Georgia Stanway when Australia get went for that overhead kick mm. and nearly stopped Georgia Stanway in the face. Yeah. The minute she t- her ass touched the floor, Australia got straight up, straight over to Georgia. Are you okay? And yeah. that's how LJ should have reacted and gone. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? That's and then yeah. that been a yellow because. You know, she she didn't she made a mistake and realised where recognition. It's... That's the word. She had no recognition of what she'd done. And yeah, you're absolutely right. She there was no moment of oh that didn't feel like the ground. And yeah, she, if she turned around and said sorry, genuine mistake. I think that would have sat very differently with kind of fans yeah. and the media. But because she did it and walked off as if, oh, you know, I've done that, I can get away with it. I think that's that's the sour taste that's kind of been left. Um, so I don't agree with all of the young player stuff. Um, I do believe it was a lapse of judgment. And it was a moment of madness, could we say? Um, but yeah, I just really hope she's kind of learned from it. And I know in all the interviews, they've all said, you know, she's really sorry. She's apologized. She's, you know, she knows she's done wrong, which is great. It would just be lovely to kind of see that in person rather than hear it kind of second, third hand from other people. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't know, I just think it's the right thing to do, really, if, you, if you're going to do something like that because they're comparing it to David Beckham aren't they when he was (laughs) when he um again stomped on someone um in the 98 World Cup and I just think if you compare it to Lucy Bronze who we know she's really good friends with how Lucy handled her yellow card that mm, wasn't deserved she stayed professional on the pitch the whole way and then had her moment off the pitch when she came off and I just yeah. think she needs to stick with Lucy, 
to get that professionalism to learn to grow um and to not be immature in the pitch and not react so i bet yeah. they were baiting her all game and winding her up all game and she just yeah. had enough which it happens but if you She'll definitely learn, and the benefit of this is that Farrah Williams will a game or two about banging on about LJ. Fantastic! So we will get some respite. No, no, she was still defending her today. She was still defending. And and Emma Hayes will get you know we'll get a little bit of change from them, mm. but uh, it, at least for me, I see that as an opportunity for Beth England. Yes, I do, and I think going forward to the next game which we'll touch on in a bit i think serena needs to have more faith in beth england because we haven't got rach daly playing up front which is where we need her and the next best thing to rach daly statistically last season was beth england so i think we need beth on there and showing why i mean that penalty was fantastic so i think we need Beth on that pitch and performing and getting her moment and I would love to see a Beth England goal I'd love to see it at perfect, wouldn't it? in the last eight and just to prove that dropping her was the wrong thing and I just love that I know that they were saying oh we need Ellen White back and so we probably do but we're ready for a change and I think we've got plenty of new blood come through we've got three fantastic strikers we've got three fantastic wingers and we've got lucy bronze and georgia stanway uh, who can both put a shot and a cross in so i think it's time for them to shine um and, and yeah this is beth england's moment i think and i i just can't wait and if beth england doesn't get a moment i'm going to personally find serena and give her a slap with a kipper because i don't think she really appreciates how hard Beth works and how good she is and and she's fresh her legs are fresh and all the other mm. legs are knackered and you can put Lessie on at the end to torment and tease them um or Rach Daly up front and put someone put Katie Zellum in midfield and put Rach Daly up front to literally cause mayhem when everybody else is tired so yeah Watch out, Serena. I'm I'm investing in my kipper. <laughs> well, that should be the tagline of the episode, shouldn't it? Watch out, Serena. I'm investing yeah. in a kipper. Right. Um, that's probably another uh, English euphemism that she doesn't have a clue because she. Um, it was the other day, wasn't it? Where and someone said the cat's out the bag, and she was like, "What? <laughs> what? Where, why yeah. is there a cat out the bag?" But yeah, absolutely. Beth England needs to be on there. I think more rotation, different formation, yeah. because if we in fact let's talk about that let's talk about actually no i want to say one more thing before we move on um controversial point i think they played better without lauren james when she was sent off i think after she was sent off they played their best part of the match i as a person who used to play 10 men are either really easy to play against because you've got that extra man and they fold or they're increasingly difficult to play against because they step up and compensate. And that is exactly what happened. And I think it was just testament to character, the character they got, they could have easily have gone, we're being run ragged, you know, we're tired, you know, all this, that and the other. 
and if we go out now we go out now at least we got out of the group um but i think yeah it's just testament to their character and what they're building and it was it was great to see the fighting spirit which has got them through and hopefully last game they clicked mm -hmm. this game they bonded so hopefully next game we'll get some goals. We can put it all together and we can have a comfortable win. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Oh, so speaking of the next game, let's have a look at who we could match with. So tomorrow at nine o'clock, I believe it is Colombia versus Jamaica. Now we've heard lots about Colombia. We've seen Jamaica. Who do you think is going to win that game? And actually, who do you think would be better opposition for us? Because that's who we're playing against. For us, the better opposition would be Jamaica. Mm. Because their only threat, well, I don't say their only threat, but their main threat is Bunny Shaw. And we know ben, Bunny Shaw inside out. So we know how to handle her. We know how difficult she is. But Millie Bright can handle her. Alex Greenwood as a uh, teammate will know how to handle her. Uh, so yeah. I think that will be easier than Colombia. I think Colombia will be very much like Nigeria with a similar game plan, similar attributes. Because if you look at Haiti, they played a similar to Nigeria. And I think that is going to be where we might have a bit of a stumble. But depending on VAR, depending on the refereeing, we could get kicked mm. all over the shop and win a couple of penalties and win 4-0. So it could, it could, it's anybody's game. I think yeah. if I was picking, I'd have Jamaica because they're more of a known quantity and they're slightly less physical. Um, but I think it's going to be a tough game between them two. I wouldn't want to pick between them two about who's going to go through. It could easily go to penalties, that one. It could be anyone, couldn't it? Um, I'm just looking at the odds on who's going to win tomorrow. Um, odds are on Colombia to win. As we could have probably guessed, however, as you've just said, in this tournament, who knows anymore? Stats mean nothing. <laughs> um, stats, rankings, all out the window. Um, so, yeah, so yeah. I... I agree with you. I think if we could choose, <laughs> that would be great. I think Jamaica would be the better one to go up against. Um, although Alison Swaby, she's been brilliant. Um, she's really impressed um, at the back. But I think Colombia are, well, as we've seen, they're very feisty. They're very physical. They're going to push the fouls. They're going to they're gonna make them. And I think that's going to really frustrate us. A lot of discipline, self-discipline is going to be needed. So people like Georgia Stanway are going to have to keep their head. Lucy Bronze is going to have to keep her head. Millie Bright will be fine. Alex Greenwood will be fine. Jess Carter is nice and chilled, so she's all right. Yeah. Tooney will have to watch her temper. Lessie's chilled, so we'll be all right with her. Hemper and Chloe Kelly are going to have to yeah. be a little bit careful. But they don't tend to bite very often. Um um, Beth England won't bite. No. Um, so, I, I th and Rach Daly might bite, but she'll be might. But she'll take the bait. Yeah. She'll play. She'll play the game to win professional fouls off them yes. for the referee. So she'll play them at their own game. So I think I was just about to say that. Yeah, play them at their own game. So we 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 do stand a good chance. But actually, ironically, 
if LJ had to miss any game, that would be the, the if you had to pick one on the way to the final, that is the game that I wouldn't play her in. So I would rest her and I'd use her as a super sub. So actually having her out on a red card isn't the end of the world for me personally, no. because it's not a game that I think she would excel in. Um, no, I agree with you. Um, there is a debate, however, if the FA, um, the FA, no, FIFA, um, will extend her ban up to three matches depending on violent conduct. Do you reckon they'll extend it from a one match to a three match? Was there enough in it to extend it? Because she didn't like contest it or kick off or anything. She just was like, yeah, okay, fine, bye. Um, and apologised. I think... <laughs> she'll probably just get the one match but if, they don't seem to like England mm. so I could see them doing that but you know Bunny Shaw had a red card and her challenges arguably a little bit more but then it wasn't a straight red was it it was two yellows so I think, I think yeah it was two yellows yeah it's going to depend on how they're feeling but I reckon we'll get her back after one game, two games at top. So I don't think they'll take her out of all three because that's just not fair. And it wasn't that violent. It wasn't like she went in like Eric Cantona kicking that um, uh, fan and did the Kung Fu kick into the fans when he scored in the 1990s and he the court proceedings and everything. It's not a stamp like that. Yeah. And it's not a stamp where someone's legs got broken and there wasn't malicious intent in 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 so much as it was premeditated and i'm hoping that it will just go yeah your punishment is one match ban and and be done with it and she can just sulk okay so let's go with that it's a one match ban right okay so lj is out um who do you think should be in the starting lineup for the next match Anyone that you're going to bring in new? Are you going to rotate? Are we going to start Beth England? Is she going to come on as super sub? Do we start Katie Zellum? What do you reckon? What should we do? I think I would see how Kira's injury progresses. Um, yeah. I think I'd probably either play Katie Zellum or Kira, but I'm not sure which one. It would depend on fitness levels and injury levels, but I would play them both in the game I'd swap one for the other but I'm not sure who would get the most minutes and I would replace LJ I would change the formation and replace LJ with Beth England which is what I said earlier and I'd let Lessie drop deep then mark Lessie out the game to allow space for Beth England and Lauren Hemp or Chloe Kelly to come in off the wings and be deadly because you don't want to sleep on Beth England because she's a poacher. You don't want to sleep on Chloe Kelly because she's a poacher as well. And you don't want to sleep on Hempo because she can get some good crosses in. So I think that's what I'd do. And then depending on Kira's injury and how the game's going, if I wanted a bit more creativity, I'd bring Lessie off and put Tooney on and then put move Beth from the wing to the centre and play Tooney behind Hemp and Beth, keeping 
formation elsewhere so that Tooney can do those balls that Kira does through for Beth to run onto and score. So that's what I would Mm. do. But it depends on how physical they are. And if they're really physical, that won't work. So I think it's very much see how the game pans out and who I put on. In an ideal world then, what formation are we going? Are we still going four at the back? I thought three worked quite well today. Or should we have three? Yeah. Okay, so if we have three at the back, so sticking with, I'm just writing this down so I can make it um, a, a nice little graphic. So I've got Alex. Millie. Um, yes. Millie and Jess. Okay, so there's our three. And then who are we having in midfield? Uh, Lucy. Rach on the wings or left and right midfield and then Georgia in the middle with oh we'll go Katie Zellum to to rest Kira okay so we've got a three four yep and then who's playing in front of them um Beth England and Lauren Hemp and then Leslie up top and have the three of them constantly rotating to be an absolute nightmare and pain in their ass so they can't be constantly marked out of the game yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it um they started to cotton on to um lg when she was playing right mark her so it became a thing of well actually get her out draw players away so then we can play in other other members of the team and i think that's what they just constantly need to do there can't be as much as having a focal point at the front really helps they just need to continuously move don't they and play off each other because we've seen it with australia with um sam kerr everybody marks sam kerr out the game when she moves she takes players out the game which creates space and we did that in the china game um we had uh players being marked and it allowed for people like rach daly to come in at the back post uh, and, and Chloe Kelly to run in and get those opportunities to score. Um, and it, it just creates that. And with Leslie being the player that drops deep naturally, that allows Beth England to almost switch places with her and run in and make those darting runs that she makes and get in the box ready to shoot. Um, and then just tempo for any follow-up or any loose balls. And you know full well that Rach Daly and Lucy Bronze will be following that in off the wing. So if any balls go from one side to the other, they're going to get picked up and they're going to be good balls popped back in. And anything coming in the centre, Georgia and Casey will get and put in. And the other benefit of having Katie Zellan playing is the set pieces. Yeah. Because if, if we get a lot of fouls um, like we did today, um, we got 14 um, free kicks. So if we have quite a lot, I think it's going to make a big difference to us having a set piece, especially, but not mess them up like they did in the China game and do like training ground moves. It's literally unpretty football. Get the ball in the box on somebody's head. Let's get it in the goal. And when you've got people like Millie Bright, Rach Daly, Beth England and Alessi Russo, mm-hmm. all four of them to aim for, and Lucy Bronze floating around somewhere, that's five heads to aim for. You, you, you should, if you can get the ball in the right place, 
it'll happen. And yes, we've got Alex Greenwood, but it gives us another option as well as Alex Greenwood um, to get some good balls in. So they can take it in turns as to who's going up for what. So if we need Alex to hover back because of covering in defence, because we need it for the break, the counter-attack, then we've got Katie to take them on. So I think that would tactically be better. I think we have got so much talent I mean, even just talking about it there, I mean, that's a good 10 minutes of actually this person could do this and this person could do that. And then they can drop back and come forward. And it's, it's really exciting to think of all the different combinations. And yeah. like we said, I can't remember who said it was, it? no, it wasn't Farah. It was one of the pundits. Was it Rachel Brown Finnis? It was one of them. She said, you know, that's the great thing about this team. You just, you don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup because they're all that good. Yeah. And Serena is finally, whether she's been forced to or not, she's making those changes. And she is actually looking at different options and different plans. And she's bringing these people, um, these phenomenal players, into the forefront of people's minds. And it's kind of, okay, well, this is my starting lineup because I know exactly what they can do. And I think, as they've all said in training, they know what their role is within the team they know exactly what they're doing. So wherever they're put on the pitch, it's like, right, okay, I I know this. I I know my job today. And I hope if they click, if they're in the right formation, if they, because that was another thing in today's match, the subs didn't come on until what, 80th minute, 85th? It wasn't until LJ came off that we, we had any subs and it was just, it was just, interesting management man management mm. and i think i actually think and this is just a side point we are going to regret not bringing may leticia with us yeah and leaving someone like esme morgan that's more creative and not bringing her because having maya at the back with millie alex and jess yeah. i think would have a really solid back four and that would allow Lucy to move up to midfield to play that creative role that she does at Barcelona that she loves so much and then we could have had a different formation we could have even rested Lucy for a couple of the games the ones where we've we've run out quite good winners we could have ultimately rested her to give her some respite and although she wouldn't like it I don't think she would have uh, accepted that to be honest she wouldn't have liked it but it would, have, it would have kept her legs fresh because she's had a lot of games this season. And I think, although Barca do rotate, she has been struggling. And I think it would be good for her to, you know, maybe in the China game, bring her off at 3-4-0 and say, right, you're resting. Um, yeah. Not because you, you've got a, a card, but because we're comfortably up. We, we're going to give um, some of the youth an opportunity and put, put them on so and it would also allow for us to play 4-4-2 and have Lessie and Beth playing in tandem with each other um but then that would remove the use of the wingers but then if you didn't have Lessie and Beth you could have Hempo and Beth or you could have um Chloe and Beth or Lessie or whoever you wanted to play up front or Rach Daly even Rach Daly would actually get a shot at being a striker with someone behind her and you could you could play four three three with 
formation wise it would have been very different it would have given a lot of food for thought but we have the team that we've got um don't 100 agree with the team that we've got as the best players in england but i like what i'm seeing and it's great that we've got so much talent on the bench to play with and like you say it's it's an exciting time to be a fan because we're we're at the euros we're really predictable and now we're not predictable because we've got injuries illness fatigue and uh and cards and bookings so i think for me it's really exciting it's going to be brilliant and it's on a saturday so a lot of people can watch it apologies if you are working on saturday so from the time this podcast is airing i'm going to do my very best to edit um this evening slash tomorrow so from now at this moment they have tuesday wednesday thursday friday four full days of recovery and training to get this absolutely spot on. So what we've just done while we were talking, um, I've written down who we think is going to be our starting lineup and we'll see if Serena agrees. So I think that's a wrap. So thank you very much for listening as always. Again, if you like what you hear, thank you very much. Let us know, come follow us on social media, click subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. We'd really, really appreciate it. If you didn't like it, absolutely fine. Keep it to yourself. Um, <laughs> or we do welcome constructive criticism, of course. We will be back very, very soon. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you next time.